again, everyone, and thanks for joining us here on another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast from Africa and beyond. We're here in Baltimore, AJ out somewhere around the world. I think I just... None of your damn that. business where I'm at. <laughs> We're brought to you, of course, by our friends at the Baltimore Banner. They present this podcast today. In episode number 24, we'll be joined by Orioles Hall of Famer Brian Roberts and talk to him about the way things have been going for the birds and his thoughts on the rule changes in Major League Baseball as the Orioles begin the home portion of their season this week. Also ahead, Adam and I are going to discuss the best ballpark food around the major leagues. Adam's had a sample of almost every type of cuisine, or cuisine as some call it. Uh, we'll see if Oriole Park at Camden Yards made his list. Uh, we'll talk about Lamar Jackson, uh, still in peril. Find out what's going on with number eight as the Ravens and him seem like they're at a stalemate. Will they accommodate him? We'll discuss. We'll also talk about, are we going to pay, speaking of paying, the world's richest man to have a blue check mark next to our names on Twitter? I think we'll have some opinions on that. And speaking of, speaking of social media, stick around for the end of this podcast. We're giving away not one, but two Miss Shirley's gift cards to a very formidable winner or winners who acknowledged our podcast. But we begin with the Orioles Hall of Famer, 14 years in the major leagues. Brian Roberts joining us here on the Adam Jones podcast. B-Rob, good to have you here on the Adam Jones podcast. Appreciate you joining us uh, from, I believe, Sarasota, Florida, where I just got a chance to see you at that Athletes and Artists event a few weeks ago. So you're still around the ball club. In what capacity are you involved with the team right now these days? Um, yeah, it's good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just do a bunch of different odds and ends, whatever they ask me to do. Um, I do some stuff for the Angeloses and the ownership group. Um, and then uh, I'm going to have a couple games of broadcasting this summer up in Baltimore. So looking forward to getting back up there and doing a couple of those. And went to spring training for a week as a guest instructor slash ball picker upper. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, but it's just good. <laughs> you know how it really? is. They made you do that? <laughs> oh, man, you know how it is. Those guys aren't picking up balls. <laughs> When you're in the show, if somebody else picks up the ball, not you. <laughs> hey, that, I swear to God, that was what that, I think. That's what drove BJ the most nuts was the fact that he had to pick up balls. I swear, oh, yeah. like just so miserable. But I want to say you worked as you've been working as a special assistant to the ownership for the last few years and been in spring training. How do you see the O's potential? Obviously, you were part of the uh, uh, an early rebuild before I got there, and you were part of the early rebuild, and then now you see a completely new Vanish rebuild. How have you seen their new talent? Yeah, uh, I was a part of a rebuild gone real wrong, so I, I'm hoping this is a rebuild gone real right. Um, ours it was ours took way too long. <laughs> we had like a 13 year rebuild. I don't think that counts, bro. Um, this one is, uh, this gonna be, uh <laughs> they've done an incredible job. Like the amount of, um, young talent that they have gathered in a short amount of time is insane. Dude, when I showed up this spring, I was just in all of the size and speed and maturity of, of their young talent, especially their infielders and their position players. Um, just crazy how big and strong and fast they are. Um, it was fun to be around They're They're going to be phenomenal to watch. I know everybody in Baltimore is excited. I was, I was excited just to kind of be there and take it all in. I mean, you were around with, obviously you get, no, that's like you said, you get to see 
Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, and I mean a plethora of just just talent. I can name I can go on names and names. And you're but you were around at the same time with the addition of Matt Weeders. Yeah. So how do you think that transition in terms like how was that time compared to is it twelve? That's twelve, thirteen, fourteen years later. We yeah. got to Matt we got we got Ali Rushman. How is that like saying the transition took a long ass time, but yeah. How do you see from Matt Weeders, a catcher, generational catchers? We, now we have generational catchers in our organization. Yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, you start up the middle, as you know. And when you can have a guy like Weedy, you can have a guy like Rutschman to build around more so because they're in, as we all know, they're in the midst of everything, right? They, they're they calling pitches. Um, they're, they're running the show on the field. And so having Matt to begin the, that rebuild, you know, 10 or 15 years ago was huge. And then obviously when you came over in the middle of the field, out in center field, and then J.J. Hardy came and kind of filled in that gap in the middle of the field, uh, I think that's where it all begins. And so when you look at Rutschman, obviously you got set in center field, um, kind of doing the same sorts of things you were doing. Uh, and then also when you look at Gunnar Henderson and Mateo and these guys up the middle that can really get after it now, I think that's how you begin a great rebuild. Brian, as far as the way the team is built right now, it's a lot of youth, as we have discussed, and you are well aware because you worked with the guys. There are a bunch of kids right now. It's kind of, I don't know, a team-friendly assembled bunch of guys in terms of you know their contract situation. Is this the window right now for this team to seize their opportunity before the big bucks have to start rolling in? Because eventually Adley and Gunner and you go down the line of younger players, Mountcastle, Mullins, their payday is coming. Yeah, you mean you don't think they're going to be able to maintain a $5 million payroll for a long period of time? I don't think it'll last that long in these days in the major leagues. And I know you're being a little facetious for those not watching on YouTube. <laughs> Now, the difficult part, yes, is that in three or four or five years from now, if, when everything's peaking and continues to peak, yeah, you have to pick and choose um, who you're going to retain and how much you're going to be willing to fork over in free agency or possibly before. I mean, obviously, the ideal situation is to lock some of these guys up a little bit earlier, maybe save yourself some money on the back end. Hold that thought, B-Rob. We got more coming up from Brian Roberts here on the Adam Jones Podcast just ahead. But first, let's hear from our dedicated sponsors. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by the locally owned and operated Miss Shirley's Cafe, an award-winning breakfast, brunch, and lunch restaurant with three locations in Maryland. It has been featured on Food Networks, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and Triple D Nation, as well as Travel Channel's Food Paradise. Miss Shirley's Cafe has also been named Maryland's favorite restaurant, by the Restaurant Association of Maryland. Visit Miss Shirley's Cafe in Roland Park, Inner Harbor, or Annapolis, or head to MissShirley's.com. Also brought to you by BMW of Towson, home of the best service department in all of Baltimore. They're easily located just off York Road and exit 26A on I-695. BMW of Towson, Adam knows, is very customer-friendly. So is Be More Round Town. Head to BeMoreRoundTown.com. Their tailgate is sold out for opening day, so now we're looking at these orange road trips, whether it be to Atlanta, Wrigley Field, San Francisco. They're going to Napa Valley during that trip. Even Yankee Stadium, again, BeMoreRoundTown.com. Also, the good folks at the Wyman Group. I understand Mandy is a heck of a rapper. Can't wait to see that video on this podcast once we get her explicit written permission. 
also by Jack Daniels, two legends, one can, Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world is now available in a can. Yes, it's true. Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey made with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf Medical Cannabis Company, head to gleaf.com. They have free delivery for qualified Maryland patients. And to celebrate the Orioles' home opener, the banner is making all their stories and all their coverage available for free both April the 6th and the 7th. The banner expanding its sports coverage to become your elite source of pro sports news, analysis, and commentary. Don't miss this limited-time opportunity. Visit their website, thebaltimorebanner.com, today and sign up for the sports letter newsletter called The Point. And we're back right now with Brian Roberts here on the Adam Jones Podcast. What's your what's your best opening day memories throughout throughout your career? What's your best opening day memories? Hmm. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I would say one of them would probably be at the end of 05 when I when I um tore my elbow in half, coming back and being able to run down the red carpet or the orange carpet. Uh <laughs> In 2006, that was that was huge for me. I didn't know if I'd ever even play again, probably after I walked off the field in Yankee Stadium uh, that year. So that was um, that was a really good one. And then I probably um, later, like 2012, 13, when we thought that we were going to be good and we knew we had a chance uh, to go win. You know, some of those years running down the orange carpet that you knew that was going to be the highlight of the year. Um, And in those years, in 12, 13, that, that sort of time period, we knew we had a chance to actually do something. And so uh, running down the carpet, when you have a chance to maybe go to the playoffs, it's, uh, there's a little more excitement and energy involved. Hey, I did want to ask you, as far as some of these rule changes, you were a prominent base dealer back in the day. It seems like they're back in vogue right now. Do you think it's because of the pitch clock, the bases being bigger? Because you have some have suggested you have a shorter path now, B-Rob, because the bases are a little bit bigger that adds, you know, a few inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no jokes being made there about yeah. adding a few inches. But uh, the fact that they are doing that and with the pitch clock, which do you think adds to the base stealing more? Um, I think it is a combination of everything, to be honest with you. You know, talking to a lot of these guys during spring training and going over the rules and and seeing, I mean, yes, even though it may only be a half an inch total or, or something like that, it still makes it think about the bang, bang plays that you're out by literally a half an inch. So that that's part of it. I think uh, limiting the pickoff moves is big. You know, if you can only throw over twice and then at bat and once, and one of them is even a step off or something like that, um, that that's huge. I mean, if I, if I knew a guy only had two to burn um, that's a, that's an advantage as a base runner. And then secondly, and then uh, thirdly, the pitch clock, you, you have a visual of how, when that guy has to go to the plate. And so, I think it brings uh, the advantage to the base runner and the fact that you can time when that guy's going to have to go to the plate even more. So there's not a lot of holding going on. You know, they can't sit there and hold, step off, hold, step off, pick over. Um, There's just, you can't freeze a base runner nearly as much as you used to be able to. In spring training though, there was a few instances obviously that, that brought uh, a lot of things to our attention, talking to Brandon Hyde and other guys. The last thing you really want is a pitch clock or something like that to change the entire outcome of a game. Uh, we joked around and and joking, but not joking. Like, what if you're in New York and Aaron Judge is up in the, you know, the bottom of the eighth or bottom of the ninth, and it's two outs and a full count, and and who's going to be the umpire that's going to punch him out uh, to end the game uh, because he didn't get in the box at eight seconds or he wasn't ready or 
or the pitcher that walks a guy. I mean, it happened in spring training while we were watching a game. Um, one of the guys uh, on the other team, I think it was Mountcastle, maybe walked because of a uh, time violation. Then the next the next guy hits a double and scores. It, it can change the entire outcome of the game. I like the fact that it picks up the pace, but I think there's a time, as you guys are saying, that maybe the game just needs to be played the way it uh, has always been played and don't worry about the time so much. Maybe that's seventh through the ninth or eighth and ninth or whatever it might be. You, I don't know if you listened to our few, a few episodes uh, prior, but you're the reason why I made a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> you, your 56 doubles, I highlighted that. You highlighted it. Your 56 doubles was the reason why I made the All Star. You let off the game or the third inning, whatever, <laughs> with a double, you stole third. All I had to do was not strike out. <laughs> and the, the reason in, in today's game as a stolen base guy like you, with four and a half inches, <laughs> that, that's massive. Man, oh, yeah, you don't have to tell me. I'm five four, bro. That would have made me five eight and a half. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like that would that would. I, I think that's gonna in, in, with two pickoffs. You 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 would invite him to pick you off because you know you, he can't get you. Absolutely, and yeah. Then he can't pick off anymore. The third time he has to get you. Like, remember, I remember you yo yo and you said yo 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 back and forth. <laughs> There's no chance I, in this era. You you're an eighty. 90 guys stolen base in your prime because again, the guys can pick off six times in a row and I'm hitting like, damn, but they tire me out. And I'm like, damn, you like, and you still anyway, like with two, they're gone. Uh, this, 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 this new generation of these new rules would benefit you big time. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I mean, um, you know, talking to the guys in spring training, I brought up the point that you brought up a minute ago. And I said with you, as well as even before you with, with Melvin Moore and, and Miguel Tejada, when I was, when I was leading off and things like they talk about stealing third, I said, dude, why wouldn't you want to steal third said Mullins was one of the guys who says, you know, I'm already in scoring position. I don't want to risk, you know, making it out. I said, dude, first of all, the guys behind you, they, they will love you. If you steal third with less than two outs, there's nothing greater than hitting with a man on third and less than two outs. Like it is, it's game changing. Um, and so, you know, that to me is the beautiful part is that these guys now have an opportunity um, in a, in a way that is, is easier. And the, as we've already seen so far this season, the success rate has gone through the roof of stolen bases. Uh, and I think it's going to continue that way. And so, now the percentage of getting thrown out is going down and the opportunity, I think organizations and teams that were afraid of giving up and out and those sorts of things are starting to see the reward in it. Uh, I know Joe Madden, you know, five, six, seven years ago said respect 90, right? Because every 90 feet is so important and you can get to from either first to second or second to third with a stolen base. I just don't think you can put a value on that. I think it's enormous. Yeah. 56 doubles, man. I want to take away from baseball and I just want to ask about How's Coach Mike doing? I know it was a somber, somber winter this year, you know, and, you know, we're losing our parents and all that, but how's Coach Mike doing? He's always been, you know, when I came around, I always seen Coach Mike, always there. And he would tell me, hey, son, this time you get, get the ball here, you want to throw the ball this way. <laughs> always giving tips to us. I'm like, hey, who the hell is this man out here talking to me? How's Coach Mike doing? Dude, he is 73 and crazy as ever. Like, 
<laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I have not found his pill box yet, but I'm looking for it because whatever he has got, I need it bad. Um, he loves coaching, man. He's still he's actually working for the Pirates this year, and then he'll go back to Cape Cod and coach all summer. And I see, I mean, it's I run into somebody awesome. on a baseball field at least every day, and they're like, "Hey, tell your dad." I said hello. I'm like, "Well, where do you know him from?" I played for him in the Cape. I'm like that dude's crazy, and he goes, "Bro, I've never seen so much energy in my life." So, yeah, he's doing awesome. Thanks for asking. <laughs> All right, that leads me into my Mike's question. Awesome. Because, Tell him I said hello, man. Yeah, that, that, that kind of leads me into my question, AJ, because I always wondered, Brian, your dad being a legendary coach that he was and still is these days, you never had that ambition. Oh man, that's a that was uh, too much to live up to for me. <laughs> I would have been a terrible coach. No, actually. I, I um yeah, I love the aspect and the thought of coaching. I do. I just not at this stage of my life. Um, I got three young boys. I just I travel for eight months a year for, you know, 15, 20 years. And I'm, I'm not ready to do that right now. So we'll see what happens right now. I spend a lot of time on the golf course with, with my boys and I'm good with that. <laughs> love it. Love All right. It. Well, yeah. Adam, you got anything else? Because he's been gracious Man, with his I time and. We know I, he's got a I golf course to hit. Time, yeah, you you got to go. You gotta get out to get out to Longboat or either one. Longboat, concession, concessions. I know, I mean, I know you guys got yep. all kind of. Yeah, we're headed to all of them. I, hey, man, you know I do anything for AJ, so appreciate it. Bro. All right, we'll catch up during the season. Yeah. yeah, we'll touch base during the season. Thanks for joining okay. us. Great guy to have on the podcast. And uh, your, I mean, your, your career paths crossed. Here's the thing is when you work hard, and you're successful at something, you deserve to be, you deserve your reciprocation on the back end. And, you know, you, we give our bodies to these sports and, you know, B-Rob is what, eight, nine years older than I am. And he's, you know, he's 10 years out of it. I'm two years out of it. It just shows that, you know, when it comes to athletes, we retire in our thirties. When it comes to financial people, when it comes to lawyers, it comes to the, the main world, the main world. I can just, I'm not just labeling the best professions the main world retires a lot later so when i'm traveling i tell these people like oh phil anthony they're like retired they're like huh well how, how are you saying these five-star results i don't want to say how i'm retired but then i end up saying how i'm retired well the hard work has paid off literally you enjoy 100%, the rest 100 you enjoy the rest of I wherever work, you I are i worked as hard as the hampton inn I didn't work this hard to stay at the Hampton Inn. I can tell you that shit right now. <laughs> All right, let's get to four of the birds. And I did want to talk some more baseball after having B-Rob on the program. And the food experiences at these major league stadiums, Adam, has become a really big yeah. thing. I know a lot of the respective teams put out their new cuisines you were infamous for always staying hungry before, during, and after games. Did you ever eat during a baseball game, by the way? And did you ever have a bad experience before a game that maybe almost prevented you from playing in the game? <laughs> no, never had food poisoning, knock on wood. Um, Thankfully. But, no, I've, uh, of course, I've went to every ballpark and I've tasted everything at, of every ballpark. Not necessarily like, you know, they have 10 different things, no, but um, I definitely have tasted two to three items at each ballpark and most infamously last um last postseason i was in san i did the san diego and philly series so at all the restaurants in san diego i just knocked each one off but i know everyone personally because they're normal restaurants 
Philly, they had all these just historical places. And I'm drawing blanks on the names right now, but, oh, it was so good and fattening. But it's just, it's, it's terrible food that's that served <laughs> at these ballparks. And, again, I, since I played so long, I sit in the stands, and I always look at people eating a big hot dog and hamburger, nachos. And, as you know, when I go to sporting events, I get that. I get a big hot dog, nachos. And it, that's, you know, I, that, I want that sports experience. But when you go to some stadiums, they have, like, really, really good food. And, like, you know, the Yankee Stadium's uh, Legends. Oh, my All wife right. just explains that to me too much. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Well, don't give it away too much because let's get to Adam Jones' big board of top stadium foods. We'll go from, I don't want to say worst to first, but we've given you five choices. Let's start at number five. All right. Well, number five, again, trust me, this was very, very hard to choose from. I wanted so much food because I'm a fatty. All right. Number five, I'm going to go with, I'm going to start with dessert. I'm fatty. PB&J Cheerios. It's served at the Rogers Center in Toronto. (laughs) What? What? Are you kidding me? I love Cheerios and then peanut butter and jelly. I mean, that's, that's heaven on earth to me too. I ate a lot of those in the minor leagues. Wasn't in the minor leagues too long, but I ate a lot while I was there. PBJ uh, sandwiches or churros back in the minor leagues? Oh, PBJ sandwiches. Okay, churros, that's, that's, an ex- that's right, expensive. Right. Yeah, that's On really a minor expensive. league budget, yeah. Yeah, no chance. Number four, if you know me, you know I like to travel. You know I love my Latin people. Beef empanadas. Obviously empanadas, I think, believe, are from Argentina in that region. Beef empanadas served at Coors Field. What? Really? Yes. Denver. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, you probably need to eat those um, those Rocky Mountain oysters. That's what you need to go have. Uh, uh, I don't know about those. I'd, I'd rather have the <laughs> version. All right. Moving to number three. <laughs> number three will be the Seattle's Chick Chick Boom. So when you're in center field or in the whole stadium, you just get this whole whiff of garlic fries. Garlic. And like, I love garlic. Like chicken tenders and fries. It's the perfect match for me. I've, I've had them at the stadium. They're amazing. I started my career there. I had them when I was you know, the pea green just getting called up. Phenomenal. Okay? Phenomenal. And my cousins, my brother, they always get them in the stands. I'd be mad. <laughs> Number two, the Yankee Stadium, it's the Bronx Burrito. Barbacoa, rice, beans. Mm-hmm. That, now, mm-hmm. Is that, that something that, the commoners that, that. can get, or do you have to go to the Legends Club? Yeah. No, 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 no. This is all commoners' food. This is okay. I mean, commoners. That's kind of mean. This is all paid attendance people. They can get these foods. That was my. But you word, know me. You, you, I, you know I love a burrito. Being from San Diego and grew up around the Mexican culture, like burritos are just second nature and second heaven to me. Um, the number one is the absolute obvious. Hold on, we need a drum roll. Okay, there it is. Go ahead. Number one. Boog Pow. Really? Are you kidding me? What? You think that is the best barbecue yeah. as a man who has traveled I, the I didn't world? Say, I didn't say that the best barbecue. I said ballpark. Okay. So this man this man came to me in 2009 and said, son, you want to hear some damn home runs? Had his sandwich. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, big turkey sandwich with this spicy sauce on it and propelled me to hit some more home runs. And, I, and I, ever again, I tell everybody, every fourth inning, just a nice breeze of boogs comes across my face in center field or came across my face. Now it goes across Mullen's face. And I just was, I was, I was infatuated for a little bit. If they hit me the ball in the fourth inning, 
if you go back and look at the tape, I probably made my most mistakes in the fourth inning because I was just mesmerized by Boog. All right. Well, that's that's yeah. a very fascinating list, and I know you have an yep. affinity for Boogs, as I do too. I just didn't know it would be number yeah. one. I was hoping it wasn't going to be the avocado fries at Fenway it's a, Park. It's a turkey sandwich, though. It's Boogs turkey sandwich for me with the spicy sauce for me. Gotcha. Okay. For me. All right. Well, in a future oh. episode, I think we're going to come up with the five worst items you've had at a ballpark oh, near you. Ooh. Ooh. There's a tease for a future edition. All right, let's turn our attention to uh, football. And I have to ask you about what's going on with Lamar Jackson since we last spoke, requested a trade. It doesn't seem imminent, in my opinion. Not one team has shown legitimate interest. They're putting out odds right now, like teams like the Falcons and Colts and Lions, who all need quarterbacks, are odds favorites to get him. But for me, Adam, I don't think the Ravens are going to give him up for just a pair of draft picks. They're going to want – he's worth at least three first-round draft picks. So if I'm the Ravens, I either hold on to him or wait for that sweetheart deal. I mean, he's got – he's, he's 26. But but something needs to happen soon. I mean, I, I know free agency and all that's looming, and I just, but something needs to happen soon. Aaron Rodgers is prolonging this – trade just like dude you you said you want to play for him like just get the damn thing done you probably already got a new apartment in new york anyway same with lamar like you gave him a non-exclusive tag that means that you told him to go out there and see what he can get that means you did not you didn't want to retain him if you didn't have to that's what that means and they just need to either lock in a deal say he's playing sever ties well, That's it. I, I just I mean, think this, something it's going to drag on. I think he's under contract and I just don't think he has the leverage that maybe he thinks he has right now because he's under contract and he can blame his union for that. I, I think, yeah, you know, the way the NFL players have set things up and then he ambushed his coach uh, during the, during his press conference. I think that was calculated and well calculated on his part to do that. I uh, don't think the Ravens don't mm-hmm. feel a little bit, uh, of animosity towards that because my source told me they do, but that's business and that's the way it is right now. It's a it's business, business situation and it's dividing the fan base, unfortunately. Oh, big time. I mean, people are just, but, but I, I think it is, but I don't think it is at the same time. People just want a resolution. Yeah. That's all people want. There's like, is he going to, is he going to go? Is he going to stay? Either way, like, we're still going to support the Ravens. I was, again, that's how we were, we were talking with, um, with Bill Roden last week. About he's like, look at and just talking just to older guys, there's like no matter what, the name on the front, they the fan will love more, longer, no matter what. So players come and go, the team doesn't. You know what I mean? So people love Lamar. I bought Lamar Jack. Ah. As soon as he goes, get a new quarterback, you'll still see jerseys there, but it's a new it's gonna be a new wave and people are gonna just move on. That's what sports that's how sports are. People moved on from Flacco, like that. San Francisco moved on from Joe Montana. Like that. That's sports, man. It is what it is. Certain cities can't move on in certain ways because the person replacing them probably isn't as good. I mean, like, look at the Yankees. Didi went to go replace Jeter for a couple years. He did really, really well. But you're talking about somebody who did it for 20 years. You'll never be able to replace the captain. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson replaced Flacco pretty well with an MVP. Obviously, didn't win a Super Bowl like Flacco. Who's going to come to Baltimore and replace Lamar? unless you do a trade to another team and get somebody who's already like in the league and formidable because a backup sure in the hell ain't going to do it. 
Well, that is a conundrum. Baltimore don't like a rebuild. No. Baltimore does not like a rebuild for football. For football. For baseball, they've understood it. They've been in the dog days since 97. We had a spurt. But football, mm mm-mm. There's, there's right. no rebuild in Baltimore for football. That you somebody will get hurt. In <laughs> yeah, in the Ravens' history, there hasn't been such a thing called a rebuild as the Orioles have gone through successfully, seemingly. And we'll see how this plays out, as we keep saying. But again, I expect Lamar Jackson to be with the Ravens as we speak right now. He's been very vocal on social media. And speaking of social media, that brings us to Twitter. As Adam takes a sip to get ready for this segment here, and. The world's richest man, Elon Musk, is asking us, people like you and me that have these blue check marks, to pay, to keep our blue check marks for a year. I guess it's $84 for a year, which isn't a whole lot of money. But I have to say, I agree with guys like LeBron James. Yes, I'm agreeing with LeBron. And Patrick Mahomes both have said, forget it. Forget it. I'm not paying. And neither am I, and neither are you. Hell no. Okay? <laughs> I'm not paying. It, it, hey. I, I, I tweet how I tweet Instagram on Instagram. I'm not paying for to, to do this a free service. Now, if I was trying to get followers or do this or how the ads work, yeah, but I'm not paying just to have a service. Take it away. I don't give a damn. It'd probably be better. Someone explained Twitter to me in the best form. They said, remember when we was in school, all the smart kids were in AP classes? Mm-hmm. Now everybody's in the same class. Right. <laughs> Everyone's a genius. Everyone's in the same class. No, no, that's not the part you got, huh? Because AP classes are very small. Twitter's big. Here's some facts, though, that I wanted to pass <laughs> along from a uh, website called socialmedia.com. Most of the Twitter content comes from about 22% of Americans. Roughly 10% of those users are responsible for 80% of the tweets. That means just 2% of Americans, again, this is a survey about a year ago, were contributing to a major part of the site's dialogue. And you're going to make those people pay 2%. Two of Americans, that's it? Oh, wow. That's it. I thought it would have been more. Maybe it's, maybe ours is, our other ones are Instagram and some, maybe we use that more. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of bots that are on, that are on Twitter and just... Yeah, there's a, it's a so small, many BS accounts. Yeah, it's a small, effective at times, highly active group of users that dominate the platform, essentially. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the needle doesn't move unless someone who has a needle can move it. Like if LeBron, again, if LeBron tweets, it's moved. If you tweet, somebody's going to give you the finger. <laughs> you, you tweet, I mean? you move the needle, you move the needle. Bit, not, but, a little bit, not like LeBron, but a little bit. But like, the most interactions do come with the the, the athlete celebrities because people really want to know their lives, not the other way around. Well, you <laughs> moved the needle. You did move the needle when you announced and put out that teaser that you're coming back to Oriole Park at Camden Yards at some point this uh, summer. Yeah, yeah, I did. That was that a good sort one. of I moved mean, the needle. That moved the needle in a good way. I mean, I think that would boost everybody's morale. You know what I mean in the city, because you know it'd be it'd be good to to be back there. My kids been wanting to go back to a game for a while, so I'm like, all right, we'll go. And uh, you know, I'm definitely gonna have some booze. So it's not a big tease. You will be returning at some point. You're just yeah, not I'll go sure back for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly the game and date and exactly like that, but I'll be there, and I'm not gonna broadcast it. I'm just gonna be there. All right. Well, 
We will broadcast. I'm going to wear my jersey, too. We will. <laughs> that would be awesome if you come in in full uniform. I would pay, I would pay an extra thousand for that. I would pay an extra thousand for that. I did. Actually, we can edit that out of the podcast if we have to. My ass. But, uh, nah, nah, you said that. That goes down. <laughs> that includes spikes. That includes spikes. But uh, all Reggie this chatter. Some, Reggie got some spikes in my house. Uh, well, there's spikes in Baltimore. I can peek. There's spikes in Baltimore. Uh, this chatter about your tweets leads us to our final segment. It's called Socially Speaking, and we're giving away not one, but two Miss Shirley's gift cards in just a moment, thanks to our friends over at Miss Shirley's, including David Dopkin, who uh, asked some great questions but doesn't want them all broadcast. We'll have that or Adam Jones memorabilia to give away in a future episode. All you need to do is rate the podcast. All you need to do is go on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, send us a screenshot via social media at Adam Jones Pod on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Adam Jones Pod, or just email us at theadamjonespod at gmail.com, and then you're eligible. All right, we have a pair of $50 Miss Shirley's gift cards to give away to two people who followed the instructions to a T. The first comes from Brian at brobbie1 on Twitter. I hope that's not Brian Roberts because he's not eligible. We forgot to mention that to him. The other is from Silvio at Silvio Morris uh, I13 on Twitter. Yeah. We'll start with Sylvia, Silvio. It reads, rated the pod five stars on Spotify. Huge fan of the podcast. Listen to new episodes every week. Glad retirement's treating Adam well. It seems that way. Uh, got a chance to meet him at the World Baseball Classic. By far one of my favorite baseball memories of all time. Here's the pick we took. Thanks again, Adam. Hope to see you in Baltimore this year. And he took that picture with you as you're a man of the people at the World Baseball Classic. Man of the people. And re tell him retirement's expensive. <laughs> the next uh, from <laughs> Brian Robbie, which again, we confirmed, I think, isn't Brian Roberts. Uh, five stars for the podcast. What Adam did for this community when he was a member of the Orioles was nothing short of amazing. And I was one of his biggest fans. Now he's back in the Baltimore sports world with this podcast talking about local sports, among other topics. And Adam's straight up style, bringing on local and national guests, making this very easy to listen to and one I catch up when it gets uploaded and keep up the great work. Thanks for acknowledging me in both of those posts. I do appreciate that, Brian and Silvio, as always. And uh, we appreciate you listening and rating the podcast five stars. And in the future, again, more stuff to give away, just five stars. It's a team effort. It is. And we do want to thank our sponsors. Speaking of a team effort, so go out and support these fine folks. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by the locally owned and operated Miss Shirley's Cafe, an award-winning breakfast, brunch, and lunch restaurant with three locations in Maryland. It has been featured on Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and Triple D Nation, as well as Travel Channel's Food Paradise. Miss Shirley's Cafe has also been named Maryland's favorite restaurant by the Restaurant Association of Maryland. Visit Miss Shirley's Cafe in Roland Park, Inner Harbor, or Annapolis, or head to MissShirley's.com. Also brought to you by BMW of Towson, home of the best service department in all of Baltimore. They're easily located just off York Road and exit 26A on I-695. BMW of Towson, Adam knows, is very customer friendly. So is Be More Round Town. Head to BeMoreRoundTown.com. Their tailgate is sold out for opening day. So now we're looking at these orange road trips, whether it be to Atlanta, Wrigley Field, San Francisco. They're going to Napa Valley during that trip. Even Yankee Stadium, again, be more roundtown.com. 
Also, the good folks at the Wyman Group. I understand Mandy is a heck of a rapper. Can't wait to see that video on this podcast once we get her explicit written permission. Also by Jack Daniels, two legends. One can, Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, it's true. Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey made with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G Leaf Medical Cannabis Company, head to gleaf.com. They have free delivery for qualified Maryland patients. And to celebrate the Orioles' home opener, the banner is making all their stories and all their coverage available for free, both April the 6th and the 7th. The banner expanding its sports coverage to become your elite source of pro sports news, analysis, and commentary. Don't miss this limited-time opportunity. Visit their website, thebaltimorebanner.com, today and sign up for the sports letter newsletter called The Point. Go out and subscribe to the banner, as I was saying. It's out there right now, and uh, they got a special going. And subscribe to the podcast as well. We'll be back here next week, folks. Trust us. We will be back next week. Be real, be kind, and be back here in a week for another episode of the Adam Jones Podcast. Stay safe over there, Adam. Thank you.